Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Are you ready for another edition of Growing in Grace? You talking to me? What did you say? (laughs) What did you say? You talking to me? Uh, (laughs) I'm not ready. Hold on. Oh, no, we went through this last week. Let's just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Joel Brzezinski over there. Wise guy. And uh, I'm Mike Kapler. Glad you're with us. The Growing in Grace podcast. Joel, I, I would love to do some banter with you, but we've kind of been on a roll the past couple of weeks talking about can we be separated from God? Shouldn't we use the the law and the commandments as as a guide to to give us some boundaries? We've been, you know, that's been what we've been talking about here the past couple of weeks, and we want to kind of continue on this same path regarding this position that we're in in a new covenant of Jesus Christ. But one thing I I started to end the podcast with last week was from Isaiah fifty nine two, where God through the the prophet Isaiah told the Israelites. Your iniquities have separated you from your God. In spite of God's hand not being short that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that he cannot hear, your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So what happens is we just assume that the Bible is all of God's word, right? I mean, we're not disputing that, but our context gets mixed up when we assume that everything is written to us when, in fact, it was just written for us in in some cases. And that would be especially the case in in many Old Covenant writings, you know, plucking out a verse here and there and then trying to apply it to New Covenant Christianity. It's going to mess you up. It just is because there are going to be so many contradictions so many different clashes, so many, uh, you know, things taking place that just don't harmonize with each other because, you see, the new covenant is not like the old covenant. Those are not my words. God said that. You can find it in Hebrews chapter 8. This would be a covenant that would not be like the covenant I made with the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. The new covenant is much better. It's established upon better promises. And the old one came to an end of which we as non-Jewish people had no part in. We, we were not a partaker of that. But now in the new covenant, we go, it goes beyond that. We're in a covenant now. And Jesus, by the way, is that covenant. We're in the covenant. We're in him. Uh, we're partakers of his divine nature. And the thing I want to point out here, though, is that this was something that may have had truth to it referring to the Israelites under the Old Covenant, that sin came between them and God. In the New Covenant, God took the sin away, and he remembers it no more. You know, we talk a lot about repenting here on the podcast, in spite of what some of the legalists say. We actually do talk about it. We, we grace renegades. To repent simply means to change your mind, have a different direction of thought. And so what we should do is is try repenting on trying to focus on reducing our sin count. Reducing your sin count, we talked about it recently, that's going to be a good, healthy thing for you in this life. 
Uh, we're not discouraging that. But stop focusing on trying and attempting through your own effort to reduce your sin count that God is no longer counting against you. Instead, we can turn to the life of Christ that now dwells in us, and we, we can live from that. This isn't about me trying to live for God. It's about God giving us his life so that we could live with him, abide with him. Joel, I, I just wanted to slip that in there because we didn't have a lot of time at the end of the last program. There isn't anything that can separate you from God. You know, a few weeks ago, we talked about what is the gospel, and the question that uh, led to that is, well, okay, the gospel is good news, and so was there any bad news? And so what you were reading there from Isaiah was the bad news. In that specific case, it was the bad news for Israel. God was indeed talking to the people of Israel you follow that psalm all the way through, you know, he says a lot of things. No one calls for justice. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. And you go on a little bit further. It says, the way of peace they have not known. Now, where have I heard that before? Well, if you look at Paul, when we were talking a few weeks ago about the difference between the, the bad news and the good news, in Romans 3, while Paul is giving the bad news, he, he quotes a lot of Old Testament verses. One of the things he says is, the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. He quotes from these Old Covenant scriptures that tell the bad news. This is what was wrong, and this is why the good news was needed. And so then Paul contrasts this in Romans 3. Right after he gives all this these bad news verses, he contrasts it. And he says, but now the righteousness of God apart from the works of the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. You see, the law and the prophets told of this bad news, that sin separated people from God, that all have sinned. Everyone has sinned and falls short of the glory of God. That's the bad news. And so Paul contrasts this, saying, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe there's no difference. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace to the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And so not to go through that whole podcast again that we did a few weeks ago, but that's what the difference is. Sin under the Old Covenant, was something that separated them from God. It was something that obviously was not good. It needed a remedy, but unfortunately the remedy could not be, well, we'll just try harder. We'll just we'll try to reduce our sin count. Well, okay, that didn't help. That didn't do anything. Romans 10 talks about how the Jews had tried to establish righteousness through the law by keeping the law but they were ignorant of God's righteousness because God's righteousness can only be given as a gift. And so that's the thing. You were talking about repentance and what true repentance really is. Jesus, talking to the Jews, told them, repent and believe the gospel. Repent. What were they needed to repent of? Again, they were trying to establish their own righteousness by the works of the law. They needed to change their mind, to change the direction of their thinking, and believe instead the gospel. Repent, change your thinking, and believe the good news of the gift of God's righteousness. And so that was something that Paul himself had to do. In Philippians 
three. This is something that when it hit me, it hit me pretty big because I had years and years ago, I had always heard people saying, quoting from Philippians three, seven, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. And so what that was always taught in church, at least in my experience, was sin was a gain to me. Now I I need to count sin as a loss so that I may have Christ. Well, actually, Paul was talking about something different. He was talking about how he had formerly had confidence in his flesh, confidence in the good things that he had done. If you read in the first few verses of Philippians 3, he talks about how, according to the law, blameless. That was Paul's view of his life under the law. That was what was gained to him. That is what he had to count as loss for Christ. He needed, Paul realized, he needed to repent of his own attempts at being righteous and instead turn and believe the good news. That was Paul's testimony, was this this new life of, of Christ. It was, you just never heard Paul going around saying, you know, getting up in front of church and saying, well, I used to murder, now I don't murder anymore. Oh, hallelujah, you know, crowd <laughs> shouting amen and all that. Because it's kind of unique that Paul, living under the law, and like you said, Joel, having confidence in his flesh through trying to keep that law, he later came to realize that he really wasn't keeping it, um, but he thought he was doing God a service by persecuting Christians and cheering on the stoning of Christians and believers and so forth. And um, do you know who Paul, who was against Paul and when he was the apostle going around spreading the, the gospel? It, it wasn't unbelieving, ungodly heathens. It was... It was religious people. Religious people were trying to squelch Paul and eventually had him arrested, eventually had him killed, much like Jesus. It was the same type of people because Paul said some things that they just didn't like, you know, about uh, being freed from the law, being dead to the law, and, you know, having been taken from a religious system that brought death and condemnation and being transferred into something brand new that we we call today the new covenant that's the message paul had out there and uh you know the the, the jewish people didn't like it uh they uh, he, he was breaking away from all of that history and and tradition and um but that that was paul basically stopped boasting mm-hmm. he stopped boasting except in what christ did at the cross Right. I mean, can, can, can you imagine Paul in uh, in today's church g- g- giving his testimony? It's testimony time, everybody. Let's testify about Jesus. And you got people standing. Well, I used to smoke and now I don't smoke. And I used to murder and now I don't murder. And I used to commit adultery and now I don't commit adultery. Again, it's nothing wrong uh, with having that change of life. There's nothing wrong with that. That's good. But Paul stands up and says, well, I used to be a very, very, very good law keeper. I used to be, uh, I used to do all of this good stuff, blameless according to the law, but I repented of that. I mean, can you imagine the gasps in the church that I repented of that? Why? So that I could be found in Jesus alone, <laughs> so that I could have Christ alone. 
while all these other people are thinking, well, I quit smoking. Now I have Christ. I quit committing adultery. Now I have Christ. I started giving money to the church. Now I have Christ. A lot of the times the testimonies in the church today are, I stopped doing this, and so now I'm accepted by God, or I started doing this, and now I'm accepted by God. Paul's testimony was exactly the opposite. And again, we can't emphasize this enough. You're never going to do good in life by by sinning more. It's just not going to help you. It's going to be bad. Uh, you, you can de- you can destroy your life uh, by the choices that you make. But in Christ, nothing can separate you. No matter what you do, nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing can separate you from God. There's nothing that you can do that can take away from what Christ has already done for you. That one sacrifice of Jesus Christ took away all of your sin. And not only has your sin been taken away, but you've become a new creation in Christ. And so sin doesn't fit you. It just doesn't work you 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 know you you understand that sin doesn't work as a new creation you understand that more than anybody else it just doesn't fit who i am and so we want to be found in jesus christ not having our own righteousness which is from the law which is from rules which is from uh, the good things that we do but that which is through faith in christ the righteousness which is from god by faith here's the thing that we may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. And so that's what we have in Christ Jesus, the power of this life of Jesus Christ in us. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.